Alright, I don't know who the fuck marketing for indies is, except I know they're marketing for with the number four indies.com, right? And feel free to send emails to that company and fill their inbox up with spam. And I wouldn't normally say that, but they've done it to me. So I feel that what's good for the goose is good for the fucking gander. Woodle Tree Saga. Or, I, I, no one gives a fuck about Woodle Tree Saga, much less the other 10 plus games you keep fucking filling my inbox with. But Jim, Jim, how are they marketing you 10 games? Surely they've only got four emails to send you because they're only marketing four indies. I fucking wish. If it were four emails... I mean, this is, like, the worst PR I've ever seen. Like, I get a lot of PR emails about stuff. But this marketing for indies company has just ensured... And let me say that, just ensured that any game they're associated with from now on, I'm not going to give the time of fucking day. Okay? So, I'm, I'm pretty sure some of their clients probably listen to this show... Because some of these names I'm seeing are fairly... I'm, I'm familiar with. Woodle Tree. I remember I've covered uh, a Woodle Tree game before. Um, just just if you are that, like, 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 do know that I will not ever give your games the time of day. Any game that's appeared in one of these... Con- I'm still getting them. These constant emails from Marketing for Indies, each of which has a different fucking email address. It's a, the game name at marketingforindies.com. So that they can skirt around spam filters and shit, right? Just know that the company that's doing PR for you has certainly made this games critic not want to ever do business with you, um, not ever want to give you coverage, not ever want to talk about your fucking games again, okay? And and that's all marketing for indies.com's fault, all right? Just just putting mm. that out there. You're the Fuck. you're the DRM of marketers. Yes. Yes. Um, have the opposite in, of your intent. The opposite outcome of your intent. In fact, someone just asked me on Twitter whether this is, they're as bad as Black Shell Media, and I've just got a tweet back. They make Black Shell Media look like someone... No. Look like George fucking Harrison. Because he was the quiet one. I'll put that in parentheses so that people know I'm making a joke about him being the quiet one and not a joke about him being dead because I'm a big fan of George Harrison, and I'd never do that. There. Okay, now we can get on with the podcast. Shall we talk about vaginas? Woo-hoo. Yeah, vaginas. We, 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 we got more vagina chat. Jim, you, uh, uh, Gav, you missed the week where we had half an hour of vagina news. Aww. I know, that, that, that was just half me. an hour I, of vagina chat. I like vajayjays, and I very much enjoyed Jim's uh, video about vajayjays this week. It was really, oh, really... Oh, thank you. If you haven't seen Jim's video about vajayjays this week, go and watch it, because some of the, the writing in it is just pure poetry. Pure poetry. Thank you. I was I was very pleased with it. It, it represents something I want to uh, try and do going forward with the Jimquisition. Uh, mm. Something a little more punchier, a little more joke-laden, uh, mm. while still keeping the same criticism and everything that it's always had. Um, mm. But I just felt really good, really energised doing that one. It wasn't just all the fun slang words for genitalia. Yeah. Uh, it was just something about it had a great rhythm to it that I want to um, keep doing in future episodes well, yeah, the real the, kicker the, of the it jokes is... were paced well those the yes thank you because they were dropped in kind of casually and yeah it felt good it felt yeah. it felt good to read out and that's normally when i finish a recording and i'm like that felt good yeah. uh it's normally a, a, a sign i'm onto something um the kicker of it is is that it's fucking thanksgiving week here in america the lord knows what any of us have got to be thankful for um but uh <laughs> That means sort of traffic kind of 
often, I mean, for me at least, uh, I'm sure some other media outlets do well, but me, this time of year is always kind of, I always see a dip. So, like, one of the most fun gym acquisitions I feel I've ever done, one of, the, one of my favourites of this year, uh, is probably going to get less, um, less views than it would have done if, you know, if Ubisoft had done the right thing and launched Watch Dogs 2 earlier in the year so I could have had better views. Thanks, If they've Ubisoft. done the right thing and launched it earlier in the year with way more vaginas. Yes, with all <laughs> of the vaginas. Um, yeah, so it, I feel bad for Gavin especially because, yeah, last week was Watch Dogs 2 week. So we talked a lot about Watch Dogs 2. It's an Ubisoft game. Ask, did, you, did you guys do all the Dishonored and Watch Dogs talk last week? We, um, did dis- we did some Dishonored, we, we did a lot of watchdogs, we balls. did a lot of vaginas. Yeah, we touched on Dishonored, but yeah. um, did did sort of hint at some disagreements we're going to have this week about it, so okay. that'll happen. But oh, I do damn. feel bad yeah, because... I, I, I think like, you and me aren't going to agree no, on Dishonored. We're not going to sure. agree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you were out last week for Watch Dogs 2, which should be like a, a proper Gav episode. Yeah, this week's really, Pokemon really week. It. Oh, That's yeah, the kicker. Yeah, he came back just You're in back time to Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> All right, I'm going back to London. G- Gavin, Gavin. Do, do another you Skyrim start, concert. Do you want to start us off by talking about your thoughts on Watch Dogs 2 and your thoughts on Hang Dishonored on. so that Hang you on. can get some nah, game chat I'll in? I'll do Dishonored in a while with Jim. We'll, we'll get this done. We've got to get these vaginas out of the way. Yeah. That's... that's. And, and I also got to tell the audience where I was last week. Yeah. Okay. So here's the game plan, folks. Vaginas, where Gavin was last week, because um, he's got lots of exciting uh, stuff to tell. I saw some of the pictures and heard some of the stories. Very fun. Um, then Gav's thoughts on Watch Dogs 2, then Dishonored 2, then a bit of Pokemon, then a bit of news. How does that sound to everyone? Sounds good. Sounds, sounds like a fun old plan sounds you like got there. Sounds like a good old time. Wonderful. Look, okay. look at you taking the reins for once, Jim, and suggesting a running order. <laughs> Which is funny because I feel like shit and I'm, I'm barely coherent right now. Um, but apparently I've just got a bit of get up and go. Um, maybe, maybe it's like you're so tired and giving so zero fucks that it's up to your confidence. Maybe. Well... Maybe. Right now, I'm I am burning out hard this week, so I am appreciating you taking some of the some of the reins. For That's a, true. For You've the, been for the very episode. busy. We'll have to add that to the docket as well. Just <laughs> Laura terrifying the, the 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 video game establishment. Okay. <laughs> so last week, um, I think it was Laura who charged the listeners with coming up with fun names for vaginas. Um, yeah, because there are no good, fun, silly ones. They're all like either very direct or they're like. Sliz and axe wound that were all really fucking gross and sketchy. Yeah. Uh, I I'll I'll be perfectly honest. Some of these are fun. Some of <laughs> yeah. them are just grotesque. Uh, some of them are confusing, uh, but they're all interesting. So they, we'll st- they are all of new terms for vaginas. Yeah, yeah. We'll start off with um. I didn't list every single one we got. And some people did huge lists, and I just picked some of the best of the ones they provided. Um, Jeremy Almeida started us off with a fairly, a fairly standard, nice one: the Velvet Canoe. Oh, I'm on a, board with a Velvet Canoe. Velvet Canoe, Jeremy Almeida. Who, who doesn't that. like to take a paddle in the Velvet Canoe? Who does not? Right? Gotcha, grab more. That's not I've a name velvet, for a Velvet Cockpocket. Before there's I a cup, there's well, a lot of Velvet ones. Mm. In fact, I'll, I'll I'll just move on to the. I'm, the other velvet one I've got listed. Um, this one was uh, provided by Peter O'Hanra. 
Sorry, got to say that right. Peter O'Hanrahan. I'm annoyed because I love that name because it's a reference to the day to day, which is a fan, it was a fantastic satirical show in the nineties. Peter O'Hanra O'Hanrahan. I think that's that how it was. That sounds like an Irish name to me. Peter O'Hanraha. Peter O'Hanraha. Fuck it. Anyway, um, the main joke of it was just that it was a, a really long-winded, silly name. Um, but it was a fantastic Chris Morris show. Look up the day-to-day on YouTube and also Brass Eye. But anyway, he came up with the Velvet Underground, which has Velvet oh. and also Great Lou Reed reference and Underground. It, it just works. That just I, works. I, I can get on board with the Velvet Underground. I like that one. Things get that a little nice. bit... Velvet Underground, that is a nice one. Uh, Sam Cole Owens. We'll, we'll do Sam Cole Owens's suggestions now. Sam Cole Owens had a lot, and they were all esoteric. And I picked three of the ones, none of which I quite get, but I, I really like them because they don't make much <laughs> sense to me. So Sam Cole Owens g- gave us The Clever Dragon, The Vestian Dynasty, and, <laughs> and my personal favourite of, of Sam's list... The Baron's Ambition. <laughs> nice. Okay, I'm on board with the, the, the latter two I'm on board with. So, okay, on board with the latter two. Um, Zadokta said they had a girlfriend who referred to hers as Quelag's Domain. Wow. <laughs> and frankly, I wish she was my girlfriend. <laughs> I'd, 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 I would have interest in anybody who referred to their tuppence as Quelag's Domain. Gotcha Grabmore also had a very big list, and I just took a few. Horcrux. Crepe Suzette. Seafood Special. No, no. Anything uh, that, like, suggests any of the fish ones are a bit. Not a good yeah. One. Although Lobster Pot, I, I always had a, fa- uh, a fondness for just because it was so <laughs> Lob- silly lobster sounding. Lobster Pot is better, but it's but, still yeah. not great. Seafood Special. Lucky Wallet, which I just thought was cute. Pam's Labyrinth. <laughs> and Jill Sandwich. I I I I I would like I I, I like Jill Sandwich. Jill yeah, Sandwich I'm, I'm, works. Um yeah, yeah, I I I I liked Jill Sandwich. David Sayers had two one of which is really clever and one of which is just really sad. Do you want the clever one or the sad one? First? I I want the sad one. The sad one? <laughs> this was hyphenated. Mm. Fleshlight but real. <laughs> I mean, it's just a, it's a depressing, depressing view of the world. Um, that flashlight yeah. but real. And also the, the, the clever one, which I'm now regretting calling clever because that'll just speak volumes about what kind of mind I have. Journey to the center of the birth. Oh, these are brilliant. <laughs> Thank you for that, David. Um, Paul Naomi <laughs> Evans gave us... I think this is the one that I looked at. Oh, no, no. This is the second the second most dislikable one. No, the third most... The third least likable one of the list. Um, so thank you for that, Paul Naomi Evans. They offered Steak and Kidney Hangout. <laughs> I don't understand that one. <laughs> it 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 it's, just throws up a horrible image. Yeah, for me. not Ugh. as horrible as Mark Blackburn's one. Rat burger. 
No! Why would you do this, audience? <laughs> Why? Ratburger. No! Um, a user called Spampus just offered Spampus. <laughs> but they, they did go to the extra effort of making sure that we knew it was an iconic Spampus, and then they added a little trademark. So we've got iconic Spampus. Cowboy Jimmy had a couple. Um, one of which is my least favourite. Like the most, the one that, that made me feel the least pleasant in my body and soul, which was Stench Trench. No, mm. no, mm. no, no, not good, not good, no. right? So thanks, no Cabo Jimmy. No trip to the Stench Trench. Um, Cabo Jimmy had some others and three. I, I, I used three others. Sarlacc Pit, which I've heard before. Mm. It's a it's a fairly standard one. Soggy Box. Which entered the pit of Sarlacc, little crisps. I'm sorry, I just couldn't get through an episode without a Peep Show reference. <laughs> Peep Show's a great show to reference. Um, and Go and watch it. As, despite providing the one that disgusted me the most, Cowboy Jimmy also provided prob- probably my, my other favourite one of, of the list. Hippo's Yawn. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Hippo's yawns notoriously very wide and gaping. Yes, and and very very pink. Um, so that was a good one. Um, oh god, I can hit like as I said on the Pixels podcast we just put out. Um, if if you hear me like wheezing when I breathe in, I apologise. I know it's not a great sound. I'm trying to trying to control it. Um, Teriosaurus Hex had um, another favourite of mine. One I actually ended up using in the Gymquisition Fallopian Kaleidoscope. Oh my uh, god, I love a, fallopian kaleidoscope. Yeah, it, 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 I like it when it gets a bit scientific and and uh, there's a lot of syllables in there. You, it you just works a, very you, well. You take a scientific term and add on top of it like the idea of visuals where everything is ever-changing and wonderful and it's like, oh, yeah. this is a real treat for the eyes here. <laughs> Oshigoroshi had Ariel's Underwater Treasure Grotto. Can you find the treasure chest? I hope there's some pearls inside. <laughs> um, I liked that one. Uh, I thought that was a, mm. uh, an adorable one. And finishing us off, we have Overkill XLR, um, who didn't provide uh, any original names, but a list of Magic the Gathering cards. Uh, there's a set of cards called the Shocklands, which apparently are quite notorious among Magic the Gathering players, um, because every single one sounds like it could be. I guess if you squint it hard enough, um, a euphemism for uh, the vagina. So I'm just going to read these all out. For the clunge. For the, for the, cl- oh, the, the clunge. The twadge. Um, I'm just going to read these out. The cooch. The gazoo. The cock trough. The cream crack. Yes. Uh, Do you know what it's called in Irish? The pursa fluch. The pursa fluch. It means the wet the purse. The pursa fluch. Wet purse. Let's see, we learn it. You may think what we're doing here is immature and vulgar, but we've all learned something today. So this is an educational it podcast. Been, it has been interesting. It has for certain. been. Gowl. Gowl is another one we use here. I don't know if you use that in the no, UK. I've never heard that term. G-O-W-L. G-O-W-L. Again. It's a gowl off, you gap flange. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to quickly read these uh, Magic the Gathering cards. You mangy cards. minge. Um, over the sound of Gavin coming up with new ones. <laughs> Breeding Pool, Blood Crypt, Hallowed Fountain, Temple Garden, Watery Grave, Stomping Ground, 
godless shrine, steam vents, sacred foundry, overgrown tomb. And those are your shock lands from Magic the Gathering. And that... Stomping ground. There's the list. There we go. That's horrendous. Yeah, Stomping, Stomping Grounds ground. was an unfortunate one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, blame, there we go. Blame Wizards of the Coast. Or whoever it is who does magic. I think it's What's Wizards the... of the Coast. So that that was like the first 15 minutes of the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what's next? Gavin's lovely time. No, Watchdogs. Gavin's thoughts on Watchdogs too. No, Gavin's lovely time. Oh, yeah. Gavin's lovely Gavin time. Gavin went to London. Um, Gavin, kick that off. Uh, I, I, I don't want to be yeah. rude, but it's getting so fucking hot in here for some reason, even though it's cold outside. I'm going to go um, change the thermostat, but you it's tell a, everyone it, about... It's all the fa- It's all the fun. It is. It's, it's, it's getting hot in here, as Nelly would say. Uh, I'm just going to go tinker with the thermostat. Keep talking. Cool. I was at the Skyrim Live concert, which was fucking amazing. It was basically uh, an entire orchestra playing m- a lot of Skyrim music, but also some music from Oblivion and Morrowind, and they even did the Fallout theme, which got all my emotions going, and uh, it was amazing. And, uh, yeah, it was really cool. <laughs> and I got to meet Dan Bull. Woo! Because we've been mates for, like, a long time, and we've only met each other before for, like, five minutes. So uh, we actually got to hang out properly for once, which was lovely. So, uh, yeah, big, big thanks to Bethesda for that because they brought us, they got us the tickets and they also gave us free booze and food all night, which was lovely. So thanks, Bethesda. <laughs> you're lovely. I'm a shill. I know. That's all right. You're a musician. You're allowed to be a shill. It's part of the business, yeah. isn't it? It is, definitely. Well, it certainly was a fun time. I was like, that. that made... That made all the pain I expended on that Sovereign Guard song remake worth it. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. So yeah, that was that. That's why I wasn't there last yep. week. I'm I'm upset I missed all the vagina talk. Yeah, it was a it was a fun little chat. Uh, Jim Trinker filled in admirably, despite being as sick as I was. Yeah, it was a funny old week trying to organise it because we were going to have Jim and Gavin mm. on Tuesday. We were going to do it a day early so Gavin could be there, and then Jim was too ill. And then we got Jim with the other Jim the next day, but they were both still moderately ill. It was a weird ep- a weird week for trying to get an episode together. Yeah. Yeah, but it's we're all here now. Yeah, and that's, that's good. Anyway, Woo. Gavin, tell us about your watchdogs. Yeah, what did you think of it, mate? Uh, I really liked it, and without any hyperbole, I would say it's my favourite Ubisoft game in about three years. Ooh. I haven't had that much fun with the Ubi game since I would say maybe Far Cry three. Honestly, I might so, I might be in agreement with you. I I adore yeah. it. Like I, I mm. absolutely loved it. it. It it did you finish it all the way through to the end? Um not not it fully may, all the way through. I have yeah, finished it, it fully it, now. It may be because uh I was rushing it to try and get a song done, but it did lose me a little bit towards the end in that the missions did seem to kind of stay the same thing. And some of the some of the mechanics were a little frustrating, which coupled with some really weird checkpointing... Oh, no, no, yeah, yeah. ...caused me I mean, to I've, rage. I'm certainly far enough to where I um, can see what you mean. Um, mm. I guess for me... Like the, there was a section I lost about 25 minutes Ugh. of... Of mission Blech. when I died, I was like, Arr! 
and I died because the cover system is a bit clunky and it just wasn't putting me where I wanted right. to go. So little things like that started to get to me after like the twenty hour mm-hmm. mark. But overall, really, really enjoyed. Yeah, I think game. for me, what 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 I what helps with me is I um, avoid the combat as much as possible. I I really Same, don't yeah. view it as as something to go in all guns blazing about unless I'm doing co-op because it's impossible yeah. to co-op without it going to shit from what I've played so far um, of, of the co-op. Yeah. Um, you know, and then the game gives you so much to to decimate the opposition before you even step foot in the place. That's what I like about it. You know? Oh yeah, the little the little like radio controlled drone. Once you load that up with explosives, mm. it's just that's like, good. <laughs> it's completely over. I do like sending, um, <laughs> like using the social engineering hacks to frame people for crime, oh, God, sending yeah. in the cops to get various guards arrested and stuff. That- that's how I did the last mission. There were like all these really tough armored guards, and I just called in a bunch of gangs on them and ran away. <laughs> yeah, the gang it was really cool. The gang one, I'm still still trying to find the right way of using it because in almost every situation, like using the cops, I'm okay with. When I use the gangs, half the time the gangs that I call in, some of them just find me and then kick the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the AI is funny that way. I I also had a few situations where I had gangs and cops shooting at yeah, me. Yeah, it gets at a the bit same time and not 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 going at each other at all. I was like, come on, really? <laughs> um, I was especially bummed to hear that the the multiplayer wasn't ready in time for launch because it was certainly it seemed perfectly ready when I was playing it during the review period, and that that yeah. was my favorite part. Like I I liked. Oh really? I liked the. Mul- I switched it off yeah. before I ever knew it wasn't ready. <laughs> I liked the multiplayer in um, the first one, and this one kind of expands yeah. it, and things like the air drone and stuff make it more um, more fair on the person who's being invaded. But it's got that kind of Dark Soulsy mm. invasion kind of thing going on. And mm. I know sometimes I found it a bit annoying, and sometimes I would, when I was like, right, I just want to clear some missions, I would switch it off. But yeah. rare, rare was the time where I would where I would just ignore it. Um, I'd see the the, I, I got invaded once and switched yeah. it off straight away. I just, I just, I, yeah. I enjoy it too much. I love watching them panic when they get caught and mm. and chasing them down. Or I love the really stupid ones who don't know how to blend in. So the moment it says you are being invaded, you're just seeing someone sprint across the road and you just flatten them. Um, that was always fun. And I, lo- I like to invade now and then and use the car hacking to trick the enemy player into thinking I'm in a different car. Um, oh, yeah, that's Yeah, if idea. I see a, a, the, the person I'm trying to hack, if I see that player heading towards me, I'll remote hack a car behind them so it skids, so it looks like someone's trying to panicky, like, make a panicky getaway. And they that always turn around was, on a uh, dime. That car hacking was super useful for the the age old open world problem where you see this awesome car going past and you you're on foot yes. and you can't catch up with it to, to you steal just it. send it back to you <laughs> send it backwards yeah there's some uh, the way they expanded did the you um, very good in this did you guys talk about the the map and the world last week because that really impressed uh, me and I know I brought one. it up in my review. Um, but I know you and I were yeah. both because we were both talking on Facebook about it together. Um, just how much yeah. we liked the the world itself saw, and the um, NPCs. 
I oh yeah, the NPCs are fantastic, like the way they photobomb you yeah. and stuff. But um, the the world itself, I saw a lot of reviews comparing it unfavorably to GTA Five. And while I think on an aesthetic level that's kind of fair, GTA probably has that little bit more detail. I actually preferred the use of space in Watch Dogs because there's no dead space in the map. Like GTA's world is huge and detailed, but there's so many areas with nothing there's to no do. There's no dead space anywhere ever anymore. Yeah. Watch Watch Dogs too, like every street corner you're on has some little puzzle to solve or and and that can be a little bit overwhelming as well especially towards the beginning of the game I was like oh my god there's just so much shit to do but uh yeah it's when when the uh what you referred to as the ubi bloat it's uh yeah, it's the definitely there and some it gets to a point where you've got to learn to just shut your mind off where it's like new scout x location yeah. new sf driver yeah. mission new this new that sometimes or even the money yeah. The little money. Oh yeah, I've given up on money and time. I'm like, I'm not gonna like spend half an hour trying to find the weird, obscure way to get onto the roof of this fucking building. Mm. Even some of the upgrade points I gave up on. That's something that I'm gonna do when when I go back to the game later. Yeah, I mean, when I'm not trying to finish it, and I I do appreciate that the map. Just it, there's nowhere in the map that's kind of boring, and there's no reason for it to exist. I agree you know? with that. And yeah, I find G- GTA always has that problem. Everything feels like it should be there. Um, yeah, and the game overall, from a tonal perspective, is is just so much better. It it th- yeah. this group of nerdy, edgy hackers is so much better than miserable, mm. grim. They Aiden they become quite appears. adorable, don't they? Mm? There's, they're, they're kind of like meme and cringy at first, but then they kind of become adorable. It's over that time. whole, especially yeah. what people call adorkable, you know, where mm. it's like they yeah. really are kind of cringy, <laughs> but but sort of lovable and sweet I, at the same time. I, I just like the fact yeah. that, like, if you look back at Aiden Pierce, what was the most memorable thing about mm-hmm. him? Well, apparently his hat was iconic. It was yeah. his baseball cap. And even then, it, 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 it was more of it was less of an iconic baseball cap. It became it, an ironic baseball cap because people yeah. just laughed at how hard Ubisoft pushed it. You know, it did. The new tone though did present a new problem in that I actually think this would have been a better game if there were no lethal options. If they just was, if it was all I agree. Like I agree totally. Yeah, I actually. It just felt so weird to to be no, blasting yeah. people down with a shotgun. It, it felt totally inconsistent it with is, the characters. It, it is one of those issues, I think, where that term ludonarrative dissonance um, mm. actually may apply. Um, I, I tried to play it non-stealthily, and that went out of the window about 15 minutes in when I said, fuck it, these guys are too annoying, and then I just got the biggest assault rifle I could find um, for, yeah. only, for emergencies. Like I said, I, I try and... Um, well, the armor guys with the LMGs were so annoying. I just got an armor shotgun. Yeah, for those just guys. It, it, you end up kind of feeling a bit boxed in um, when you're trying mm. to play non-lethal. Like I didn't. I, some of them have attack dogs, and they're really good at killing you. And I don't want to kill a dog in a game, yeah. but this game is like, well, you're the one with the assault rifle, and that dog's just gonna keep mm. biting you. So you better shoot it. It was a real. Mm. It's, it's a horrible like old the, yellow moment. With. With the universe it's set in being as wacky as it is, I mean, they 3D print guns. They do. There's not really any reason they couldn't have had a fully automatic 
stun rifle or yeah, why you know not? a gun that like something that just like shoots know, electricity like, that just melts their clothes off or yeah. something you know i think that would be a good way to take it like it, it runs the risk of, of of brushing up against saints row if it gets too wacky that's what i was gonna say you don't want to become saints row in 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 the, which everything's so wacky that you don't actually give a shit about but um but but i i they they could have gone a bit further and, and and stretched reality a little bit further and given us some better mm. non-lethal options. I think the other thing that sucks is when you knock people out. It, yeah, like it's so easy quick. for them to be woken up. Um, most of yeah. the things you I'm, can hack that explode and, and knock people out alerts other guards to go right over there and wake the dude up. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, that just makes me want to throw grenades down there and blow them up so they can't come back. And get me later. Yeah, exactly. uh, so again, you feel and boxed wake into up, the lethal option. They wake up independently anyway, that is true. even if yeah. the other mm. guy. Which kind of really, I felt discouraged you from using the hacking and stuff. I, I'm, I'm just a bit sad that like there's some inconsistency with some of the things you can and can't hack. Like I got sad when I realised I couldn't hack the trams. I was like, that's that's an electronically <laughs> powered vehicle. I yeah. I feel like sometimes I get a little like, upset that I more can't so hack than a, a thing <laughs> like that. Exactly. Like I would feel yeah. more like I could hack a tram than a car, but I and there were just a few things like that where I was like, it's not a deal breaker, but it just disappointed me for a second. Yeah, that's and, it. I think that's yeah. that's like, the thing I, about I, Watch Dogs too is all these complaints are things that are easily minimal, forgotten yeah. once you start playing it. Yeah. Yeah, because it's so yeah. much. Fun. I feel like a good a good thing to have done with the trams would have been to have like like a nice little hack where you can get on them and then hack them so that they go at like supersonic fucking speeds or something, just to get around mm. town like super quick. That would have been fun. I just love the. Um, I, I felt this about the first Watch Dogs as well that it felt more alive and than other open worlds. Yes, partly because of the way you can interact with every single civilian and see little things about them and stuff but like um there was just this moment where i was like going to take a selfie for the the scout app and whatever and uh this woman just jumped in behind my selfie flashed her ass towards uh, my phone as her dog looked up at her butt and just went did someone say cheese i was just like this is awesome i don't think i've ever seen yeah a game's npcs react in such a fun way before they usually just they're programmed to either be normal or run away screaming, and that's pretty much yeah, it. Yeah, they don't they don't have different different reactions to different situations, um, like and different different personalities. Yeah, no, I was impressed. Like whenever you hold up traffic, instead of like just getting mm. honking horns, some people get out of their cars and start getting in your face, telling you to move your mm. car. They they won't just drive around you NPC, or anything. Like, uh, I saw one NPC smashing up their lover's car with a baseball bat. And screaming, I forgive you. <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, there's loads of little touches like that in this one. That, um... And 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 I, I think I told you this, but like I bumped into one NPC and he just screamed, oh, look, a special snowflake at me. Oh, God. <laughs> I think I've heard that hilarious. one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was very funny. So yeah, Watch Dogs yeah, Two. I, definitely impressed. I think it's. Um, I mean, it's in. It's in the running. I don't know if it'll get a Game of the Year award from me, but it's. It's in the running. It's a damn fun video game. Hell yeah! It didn't bloody sell very well, did it? That's what people are the saying. First one sold like twice yeah, apparently as much. it's selling pretty abysmally compared to the first, which is a real shame. That's a pity because it's a better game. It's a way better game, and and 
Oh, that that disappoints. Yeah. That's following Titan. Yeah, Titanfall following two. Titanfall two as well. That's a. Then again, I mean, Watch Dogs two may be suffering from a lot of the same problems Titanfall two did. It is an astronomically packed year this year, and normally games will yeah. push themselves back to, you know, first quarter of the next year. A lot of games held their yeah. ground this year. So we have a November that's got Pokemon and Final Fantasy in it, not to mention your Call of Duty mm. and, and Battlefield. And Battlefield, like it's, it's, yeah. And fucking... It strikes me as bizarre that, that mm. so many other companies have been like, no, no, we're going to hold our ground here. Normally they, they will concede, mm. but... It, I, it is yeah, odd. I remember. I remember a year where like four different big games got delayed so they wouldn't be competing yeah. with just the one Call it's of Duty. It's normally what game. they do, but but I don't know what I, it is now. Maybe they maybe they because Call of Duty sales have kind of been declining a bit. Maybe they all sensed an opportunity to be the top dog this year, and yeah, they uh, all put themselves the out to be like, are we going to be the one that takes their spot? And seemingly, uh, the answer is no. You're not going to no. be the one to take that spot. Yeah. There's no excuse for Titanfall though. EA what that was thinking, particularly really, stupid. Um, you know, a week after I mean, that game deserves so much mm. better. They they stepped on their own toes there, and it just seems a bit stupid. And that's it. They sandwiched it between Battlefield, which is another one of their games, and Call of Duty, which is the game Battlefield One should be like positioned <laughs> yeah. against. They, you know, I, re- I, wonder, I rarely like the argument um, that a game is sent out to die, but that's one case yeah. I look at and think. Yeah, that was a DOA situation. Which kind of sucks, given that it's the best single-player shooter campaign in a very yes. long time. Yeah, it, yeah it I is, totally agreed. Yeah, it, it is sublime. I, I actually liked it more than um, more than Doom. I'm, Which is going to be a controversial uh, yeah, opinion I mean, I, I, I can't I blame you for saying it. I, I've not I, thought to compare them yet. I'm, I'm now on the fence. So I'm 50-50 now, on now that. that I could you, go either now way. Now that you've mentioned it, I'm gonna side with Gav here. Yeah, more. Enjo- I enjoyed it more than Doom. I, yeah, I'd need too. to give it way more thought because I did adore both yeah. of them. But uh... the thing, the the thing it has over Doom for me is the variety. Because for me, Doom in the last few levels uh, became a bit. Samey. It did stick to like the same speed set, killing room after room, room after room of waves of monsters over and over. Whereas Titanfall, every single fight in that entire campaign was some way different it's a good debate it's a good debate yeah. to have although yeah. you know no. i think but history is going to so. <laughs> you know yeah. declare doom the winner in many ways oh um, yeah entirely but, but i still but, think i preferred i think i preferred titanfall 2 i know it's it's a it's a very it's a good like it's it's really making like my brain work thinking about that about what one is better? I mean, it's not a competition. It's, it's a daddy or chip situation. Two, but, but you to make know, reference to an old know. UK commercial, it, it's mm. daddy or chips. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> daddy, daddy or chips. chips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm no, picking a game of the year this year is going to be fucking really hard, man. Between like yep, Deus Ex, Dark Souls, Watch Dogs, Inside, Dishonored, Tomb Raider, Titanfall. Like, the only one off so the top of my shit. head, and I'll give this one for free, the only one off the top of my head that um, is a shoe-in for me for a Jimquisition Award is uh, Pony Island. Mm, Pony Island is definitely up there. I think that's, um, that one's going to be forgotten by a lot of outlets um, because it came out so early at the beginning of this year. 
February, was it? Something like that? Something like that. February, maybe even January, but one of those early months. And uh, God, it's still a genius concept. Mm. I, I'm having a real trouble remembering what games came out this year in order to work out like which ones I, sh- I should be talking about. It's been a uh, blur. This year has been a weird blur. Um, Pokemon, pretty pretty damn good. Don't know if it's Game of the Year material, yeah. but I've been playing that this week. I'm I'm very on board with the Pokemon. I here's the thing. I it's a Pokemon game, so it has a baseline quality I enjoy a lot. I am enjoying playing Pokemon, but. I am struggling to keep wanting to play it because there are so many little things that at this point in the series should have been streamlined or changed and it's it's killing it for me. So give me some examples. Which which bits are killing it for you? (laughs) So by this point in the series, seven generations in, I don't need to see the Pokemon Center healing animation anymore. I don't need to see all six Pokeballs going in that machine, hear the da-da-da-da-da, and have to do that over and over again for hours and hours. I would like an option to press a button and just be told, your Pokemon are okay now. That's that's one thing I'd like, James. Well, if, if you're getting that happen too much, you're obviously not very good at video games, Jim. Oh, it's your fault you don't like the game. <laughs> the other thing I don't like is... Every single Pokemon game has had a slow start. Yes. As they give you tutorials over the same concepts. Seven generations in, and I've played all of them, to some degree, some more than others, but I've played all of them, I, I know how the base mechanics work, and there should be an option to let me breeze past that bullshit. Show me where the cool poison Pokemon are, and just send me there. So, I'll agree with you on the slow start in, in Sun and Moon. That being said, by the time I was 40 hours into that game, I was not in the slightest bothered by the fact that there had been a bit of a slow start. Well, Like, that was not a complaint that, for me, stuck with me. Gotcha. Um, so, like I, I said, I'm out of that bit now. Yeah. But it, it was a real barrier to, to getting me into it. Like, I'm, but, I'm, I've mm. only started properly playing it in earnest. Now that I'm so, past that bullshit. Yeah, so here's the thing about that start for me. That I agree that it would have been nice to have had an option to avoid it. That being said, I wasn't too bothered by it because of the fact that the world it was set in felt so different to the areas that previous Pokemon games have been set in. Um, Alola being such a very distinctively designed region. I was enjoying the presentation, the sort of little... I was enjoying the little hints at, like, oh, this is the lore of these islands and the sort of uh, the customs that go on here. The, I didn't I was that. enjoying. I was enjoying that enough that it didn't bother me too much that it was a slow start because I felt like I was getting flavour for a world that wasn't just the same place we've, we've gone through every other Pokemon game. Okay, it's fair enough. That, fair enough. that made me okay with it doesn't mean that I wouldn't have preferred an option to skip it. Right. Um, Another thing that's been really fucking getting on my nerves, and maybe it's just because I'm getting older, close to death, and less patient. When I pick up a potion, I know a potion is medicine. The game told me 
in its many tutorials what potion does. Therefore, mm-hmm. when I pick up a potion, I don't need a second text box to come up telling me I opened my item, my medicine pocket in my bag and put it inside. That is fair. Again, I a lot of these could be fixed one day with a have you played Pokemon before? If so, do you want to have the mode where we don't explain this to you? The thing is, even if you haven't played Pokemon before, you only need to be told once. Every time I pick up an item, I get told which pocket I've put it in. It's like, after the 20th potion, I don't need to know it's in the medicine pocket. It's medicine! That's a fair criticism to Just have say I picked certain. up a potion! It doesn't so, need two text boxes, one! That doubles the amount of boxes, which doubles the how long, the, how quickly this game takes me closer to my own death. So... All of your criticisms, I'm not going to debate any of them. They are all valid criticisms. Oh, you'll debate the next one. Oh, what's the next one? I was going to say a thing, but let's hear it. (laughs) Half of Twitter debated the next one. Pokemon calling for help? Oh, that's fucking bullshit. That's fucking bullshit. Oh, actually, I'm glad you agree with me yeah, on that one. Okay, then. so I let me let me get on my rant about this because I've Please not talked do. about it. I, I mentioned yeah. it briefly in my review. So quickly, wild... just before you do, hold up, just before you do, uh, I want to put in a little caveat because some people right now are typing furiously to get their comments up. I'm sure that uh, I, I don't want to speak for Laura, but I'm sure both of us understand the tactical advantage to the SOS mechanic, mm. that as a late-game thing for people trying to get shiny or rare Pokemon, it's useful, and that that's fine, and it's also cool there's an item that allows you to up the rate of that. I'm mm. not debating the, that it should have yes. no place in the game at all. I am now in agreement, but yeah. here's, here's my Now rants. here we go. Yes, here we go. go. So, yes, all of these are correct. There is a place for that mechanic in the game if you could switch mm. it on. The problem is I do not like that being a thing that can always happen because there are two situations that can come up that get incredibly infuriating when the random number generator makes them happen. First yes. of all, you can get stuck in pretty much eternal battles because the second you kill, like, some, some Pokemon like a Rattata that is easy to defeat summons in its friend. You beat one of them, the other one summons in its friend. You beat that one, summons in its friend. friend. You get stuck there for fucking forever. So that is problem number one with this. If you get stuck in a loop, it can just be infuriating. Second of all, it's annoying if you're trying to catch wild Pokemon. Because you you can't catch a wild Pokemon if there's a second wild Pokemon out as well. Yeah, you can't aim your Pokeball. You can't aim your Pokeball and select which one to throw it at. And that's bullshit. Because that means that if you get stuck in one of these loops, you have to defeat the second Pokemon, go to try and catch the first one, and by the time you get round to your next turn to try and throw a Pokeball, it's probably fucking summoned another friend in. It makes it really hard to catch very basic Pokemon. And it's at this point, you know, someone will say, well, just hit it with a status effect, then it can't call for help. What if you don't like any of the Pokemon that, that have those attacks that can do that? What if you're talking just, like, early enough in the game that you don't have a bunch of them in your party? Yeah, or what if, um, you know, you... What if, again, the random number generator fucks you like it did to me when I was trying to paralyze one and couldn't? And I've had people say, well, just use a slowpoke. What if I don't like slowpoke? From what I was told when I was a kid when I first started playing this, right, it was about finding the Pokemon you like and enjoying the game with them. 
It was called Gotta Catch Em All. It wasn't called Gotta Catch Em All, but only use this one. Yeah, that's... Mm, yeah. So, that is... I will agree with you on that complaint. Okay, have I'm you got any, about that. Have you got any others? Or can I can I talk about why I actually fucking love this game? Um, I just want to... Just to keep on the, the, the calling for help. Mm. Um, there are, what infuriates me is there are ways to fix fix that. First of all, you've got that item that ups the rate. What the item should do is allow Pokemon to use it indefinitely. Yes. Instead, by default, they can use it indefinitely and use it independent of their turn. It's like a fucking mm. lair action for a fifth ed D&D monster. It's like, no, 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 no. If you're calling for help, you don't get to attack me as well. That's yes. bullshit. The fact there's no PP governing it. Like, this morning, I was trying to catch a Pokemon that is, like, notoriously hard to get. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, it was, it was like, sliver of health, and it was still able to bust out of goddamn Great Balls and Ultra Balls, for God's sake. Yeah. And it was calling for help every fucking turn it could, and they kept showing up. Mm-hmm. The fight lasted forever. And I tried to run, and it said you couldn't run. Like, it was... It was hor- it was a horror show. That shit. There, there needs to be some balance for that. It's fine for the totem Pokemon fights, and mm. it's fine if it's something you could, like, like use an item to make them indefinite and and lift the restrict. There's got to be restrictions for it to be fun because right now I do not find it fun. It's fantastic for grinding, but yeah. I don't want to grind right now. I want to have some fucking fun. Yes. Um, so here is the other thing I will say about that. Like, I will go back to your complaints about the slow tutorial. There is one moment from the tutorial that stuck in my head. It's when you're trying to go through the Pokemon school at the beginning, and there's a woman oh, yeah. on the stairs who says, um, well, you can't go up the stairs um, until you have you've learned everything in the classrooms i'm like okay well i've gone and spoken to every you know every npc on those rooms she still wouldn't let me up the stairs um i started going around the rooms it's like oh i can interact with these books so i read all the books still wouldn't let me up the stairs okay i can interact with the chalkboard what's on the chalkboard and basically i was just walking around in circles around the classroom at the beginning being like why why am i not allowed to to go up the stairs you had to fight the I know, the, but I, the, that's that's what I didn't know, because she oh kept telling no. she she kept telling me that I needed to learn from the classrooms before I could go up the stairs. So I did what I the don't fucking remember game her saying that. I, I I took a screenshot of it and uh, what was it? Let me pull this up because this was on the yeah, list yeah, of yeah, things. Say it. Um, you may want to visit our classrooms. You'll be sure to learn a lot. <laughs> that's all she says, and then she won't let you climb stairs. So the the implication is you've got to like learn all the stuff in the classrooms. I think you I may fucking... have missed. No, no, no. I'm I'm gonna say I did eventually work this out that she like there are other trainers who still have to fight, and that was the point is that I hadn't fought yeah. all the trainers yet. That's you not fight for, that for is things. not explained. I thought some of the trainers might be upstairs. I thought I had to learn things to go upstairs and find the other trainers. Uh, to the game's credit. Um, it is explained, I think, by the professor before you enter the school. Um, but if if you didn't like like well, miss you know the why text, I might then... miss th- you know why I might have missed that bit a bit of text because the fucking start of that game was so slow. I was mashing through it trying to get through because it was so fucking slow. And so, therein lies the issue of the lengthy that, tutorial that is, bullshit. That is the it, the it, problem it, with the tutorial. You can miss stuff, yeah. But um, these complaints aside. 
I fucking love Pokemon Sun and Moon. Because here's the thing. Right. I I like Gen 1 Pokemon. I've seen them many a time. They're not particularly exciting or fresh anymore. I've gone in I've gone into this pretty blind and I'm really enjoying the Alolan forms of Gen 1 Pokemon being like, oh, it's that Pokemon I know and like, but it now has some like differences to its appearance and some new type stuff. That's enough to refresh it for me. Like, I got excited about catching a Rattata. That has yes. been a very long time since I've done that. I agree I, with you on that. The I Alolan versions are good. Yeah. yeah, so I like the Alolan versions. Outside of the Alolan versions, I like the new roster of Pokemon. I quite, like a, I quite like quite a lot of the Pokemon they've added this time round. And thirdly, I like the changes to the gym system. And I don't know if you've come across much of this yet. Basically, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like rather than having your gyms be like, walk in this building, beat the trainers, get to the gym leader, beat the gym leader. It's now like a good example was like I was in a, I was in a town and someone asked me to help them get ingredients for like a meal for a Pokemon. And I did that. And it turns out that, like, that quest line I was going on was the thing that would lead me to the gym leader. And I was like, oh, you, you did the puzzle, you did the scavenger hunt, now you get a gym leader. I yeah, they actually... Was... Yeah. The, the whole trial system um, is, is, a, is a nice departure. It does freshen the, yeah. the feel of the series it's, up. It's nice that the trials are not, like, there's no defined, like, oh, this is where you're starting, you entered the place. It's just, no, like, you'll get a quest that will start somewhere in an open town. And that'll kind of, like, it'll feel, it feels somewhat like an actual living place that leads you to the gym battles. And that's cool. I like that. Yeah. No, yeah, no disagreements from me there. So, like I said, I'm still yeah. enjoying it. It's a Pokemon game. I really like Pokemon games. I'm super bummed out that Ekans isn't in it by default. Can't wait <laughs> for the update that lets me put one in. Um, but, like I said, there's there's stuff that 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 is just roadblocking me right now it's not that i'm having a bad time with the game it's just and it's, a, it's one of those things where once i start playing i'm good for a good while like i'll play it for a good long chunk it's getting myself geared up to switch it on again where i'm like yeah I, that, I guess i guess that is fair enough indeed but uh yeah i i am a big fan this is honestly the most i've enjoyed a pokemon game in a while I am re mm -hmm. like now that I'm like a decent way in and like I've I finished Pokemon Sun, I put a decent amount of time into Moon, I'm messing around with the end game stuff. I am having a lot of fun with this and I'm very glad that I'm playing it. I'm glad you are. I'm uh Yeah. I'm glad people are excited. Um and I'm hoping to get there. I wanna get back into that excitement. and I still have my little moments, you know, I'll find some cool new Pokemon and I'll get all giddy and I'll try and get it and, and everything and I'm Pleased that I've got an old ghastly again. And, and so, I, I like that some of the, the some of the really cool Pokemon from Gen One are obtainable fairly early on in this one. Yeah. Oh, um, actually, you know, what I what I will say as well, I like that there's a wider variety of types early on, which is really nice. Yes. Yes. Right from moment one, you can start being like, oh yeah, here is like I, I think within an hour, I had like here is a water psychic, a water flying, a fire, a dark, and like a ground type in my team and I was like that's a pretty decent start yeah. I got a ghost and it feels free like, early on it feels to me like with individual Pokemon as well there's a lot more mixing up of types there's a lot more yeah. multi-types and I, some really interesting combinations 
one of my favorite things they do is the fact that your starter trio has the predicted like fire grass water and it like triangle but as you evolve your starters get a second type that then makes them have a second triangle of rock paper scissors in the opposite direction that's really nice yeah so yeah, you start it's... off with an advantage against your rival, but you end up at a disadvantage to them. That's a really nice switcheroo going on. Yeah, I think so. And I was a little disappointed at first because I didn't like any of the starters. Normally I find there's a, there's one starter Pokemon that jumps out at me as like, that's the that's the cool one. That's the one I like. <laughs> this one, I, I, I didn't like them. I didn't Wait. like the silly-nosed sea lion. I didn't like the, the cat. Um, and then I just, I, I went with the owl only because I ended up, I was like, fuck it. Let's just see what the, the final evolution is going to look like. What am I going to finally end up with? And then once I saw that I, it was basically a fucking grass ghost ranger owl. (laughs) Then I was like, okay, that I can deal. That's good. Okay. I picked the fire cat because first of all, the fire cat is adorable. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. Litten. Second of all, when Litten, it's fully sorry. evolved, it uh, thrusts fire out of its crotch, and that was enough to sell me on on Litten. Nice, nice. So yeah, um, we we talked quite a bit there about Pokemon. Are you still with us, Gab? <laughs> yes, sorry, Gab. Yeah. I'm here. You, you survived Pokemon time. I did oh, indeed. Oh, there's more Pokemon. Someone complained. <laughs> um, before that I don't join in with the Pokemon talk and it, it's not because I don't want to it's just I really just have yeah, nothing to no, say about it because I, I don't know anything every, about every it every so often know? there's just going to be a game for people where it's like no interest there which is totally fair Yeah. Um, the other very quick bit of Pokemon like discussion this week is that Ditto's finally in Pokemon Go you catch a different Pokemon and then it's like oh no it was a Ditto so that was far less, you know, dramatic a reveal than people had hoped for. <laughs> people were hoping for some kind of, like, it, it being a region exclusive, or you having to do something cool to find it. And it was just like, no, you just catch a Pokemon and it might be Ditto. There doesn't seem Fair to be enough. any way to tell which one's Ditto now, so that's that's that. Uh, should we talk about some news and stuff? Um... Well, I did we want got, to get. Um, yeah. I think we were gonna. Did you talk about? Dishonored I was going to bring that up. We I got think, yeah, too. Let, let's do dishonored. Ga- Gav, I'll, you, you two are going to disagree, so I'm just going to like let you talk for <laughs> yeah. a bit. Well, I'll gonna... just say. Yeah, I'll, ju- I'll, I'll just say a one-word criticism I have of it. Yeah. Radioca. <laughs> Take it away, Gavin. Well, look, I. I haven't read Jim's review yet, and the reason is I generally don't like to read, I won't say negative, but as you said, mediocre reviews of things while I'm playing it because it can sometimes color my own opinion when I start, start looking noticing the... things that you've said and going, oh, yeah. And I might not have been as bothered by it if I hadn't read about it. So I'm going to wait till I finish it to read uh, Jim's review. I respect that, yeah. Because I'm really liking it. If there's one criticism I would have, it feels very similar to the first one in that I sometimes feel like I'm playing the same game. But uh, other than that, I'm, ab- I'm I'm absolutely loving it. It's dishonoured. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, not see, love, for, you know? for me, that was my big takeaway was it's more dishonoured. There's another character that plays a bit differently. I am totally okay yeah. with more dishonoured. And that's, that's yeah, all I too. needed to feel about it. And I can totally empathise with not wanting to read negatives about it in case it, that makes you notice them because 
if, in case it if, colors. Yeah, my if you're able opinion. to play it and enjoy it and not notice those things, then yeah. all the positives to you that you had a better experience with the game now, than you might have done. That's a good thing. But yeah. Now, that's not to say there weren't things that inhibited me from enjoying yes. the game. And first off, the game crashing my entire Windows OS twice didn't help. Now, this wasn't like your usual crash to desktop shit. This was, it changed the resolution of my computer, my entire monitor, and just froze everything. So I had to do a hard reboot. That happened twice. That was after the first patch. And uh, after the second patch, thankfully, stuff seems to be running okay. There's still a little bit of stutter here and there. I just, I, I, I'm trying to uh, work out in my head why they didn't stick with Unreal Engine. And went and made their own engine. I'm I'm trying to think what what the reason for that could have been. There's there's no, I don't there's know. A few th- uh, like it, it Unreal Engine clearly like sorry Laura you. I you don't go know ahead. if my, if it would just be uh, my initial thought was so that they don't have to pay for the license, but that seems like it would be yeah. more expensive to develop your own engine short term, etc. I don't know. Like okay, so Dishon- Dishonored One was one of the best optimized games I've. I've ever played on PC. It was flawless, and this is far from flawless. <laughs> I was. I'm, I'm sorry to, to just cut in, but I was. Yeah. Um, I was just idly clicking through to, um, Bulbapedia, which is the Pokemon wiki. Yeah, and there's a an early Pokemon you can get that I I'd been ignoring called Pikipek. Yeah, just because it just looked like some boring. But it looks like your Pidgey analog. Yeah, yeah, and then I. I've just found out what its final evolution is. Yeah, don't don't and if, don't skip. I won't past spoil it. it. I won't spoil it for anyone. But if you know anything about me, you'll know why I want this. I'm I'm immediately after this podcast. I'm rearranging my party to level up my pick a peck because <laughs> god damn it, it's my favorite bird. Pick a peck sounds like a Spanish word for a micro penis. <laughs> So uh, uh, are, okay, are you now feeling? That. Are you feeling excited about uh, about Pokemon again now? I've I've <laughs> I've got a I've got me a goal. You got you a goal. I got me a oh that's a that's a good plan words. Um, I've got me a yeah I've I've got I've got a little ambition for myself right here. <laughs> oh, that's cool looking. It's, it's it's cool, right? I I have one Morning. already. It's pretty cool. So um, yeah, I ignored so, it. G- Jim. Uh, Dishonored, you were a bit more uh, not so positive on it. Yep, and bear in mind, I loved Dishonored, the first one. Um, I I gave it a Game of the Year award. I gave it a Jumquisition award. This one just felt like a rushed attempt to retread it and consequently bored me. Um, I think it it didn't help that it, it gave me a really bad first impression where the intro is rushed through so quickly to set up yeah. another conspiracy and another revenge story. The intro is far too short, isn't it's it? It's so mm, rushed. Yeah. It's like... And it doesn't really make sense No, either. no. Suddenly we're fine with the Empress's sister being in charge. Like, that's the line up. of succession, yeah. is it? And, and, and despite Corvo having, having been framed once before and it being proven false, everyone just immediately thinks oh yeah well he's obviously guilty this time <laughs> yeah like it was it's a strange it, one i didn't think it was very well written at all 
Um, and no, nowhere during the course of the game did it pick up for me. I never found a level, an environment, an enemy. Uh, you know, one of the con- one of the conspirators. I never found any of them as unique and memorable as those from the first. There was no cat house. You know, there was no um, last party level. Uh, there was none of that for me. Everything just felt like a just like a poor copy of the first one. Uh, and and that coloured my whole perception of it. And I realise my opinion has proven controversial. I I understand. I've not bothered reading the comments. I cannot. I'm, I'm not in the mood. What for is the it. general uh, consensus from critics? Has it gotten good of reviews? Of course. Because I've only mm. they love I've it. only seen the Steam reviews, which are whew, they're not pretty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to be fair, when when it doesn't work on your computer, the reviews aren't going to no, be good. No, I understand that most of the. The PC reception is because it's been, um, you know, it was a bad port. Just doesn't work. Um, but that's that's an understatement. <laughs> I mean, when when I when I first tried playing it, like I said, not only like the first patch after that it crashed my OS, but when I first played it on launch, it it was really like it was a slideshow, you know, really unplayably bad with the frame rate. It wasn't even like a frame rate; it was just like stuttering and broken. And it was so surprising because the first one was uh, like perfectly optimized. Okay. And didn't Arcane make Thief as well? And that yeah. game was for for whatever about its its failings as a as a stealth game. It was beautifully optimized. It had so many options and really performed well on my computer. Anyway, it's a pity. It's a pity. Um, and it's not like I wanted to dislike it. Like, you know, normally, pe- as usual, what few sentiments I did pick up from the reaction of my review was the usual. Oh, clickbait. Oh, he wants to be controversial. It's like, I got no pleasure disliking that game. I I cannot... I bought the fucking collector's edition of Dishonored 2, okay? I yeah. bought that because Corvo's mask is cool. And it's a, like... I should have learned from the Pit Boy edition of Fallout Four. It's it's a shitty fucking plastic mask. I'm n- I'm never doing another Bethesda collector's edition. Oh, then again, the Doom one was really good. Ah, I see. That's, that's how they get. That's the you. thing. They're just gonna give you a good one every now and, every then, now and, and then, and you'll buy them all. You'll buy the shitty, it's, overpriced yeah. ones. It's like I am a you know, I'm a sucker for a good collector's edition when I think the series deserves it, and and that's how much I loved the first Dishonored. Like I got no pleasure from giving the game the score I gave it, from talking about the game I talked about. Um, so I'm, you know, there was nothing clickbaity about it, nothing trolly about it. That's, and it, it's ridiculous I have to fucking clarify this. I genuinely found the game, you know, unengaging, uninspiring. I did not have fun playing it. Um, and any times I did find myself enjoying it, it's only because it was doing something Dishonored had already done. And mm. and like I say... Well, there's one person who agrees with you, Jim, and that's Grey. Yeah. But then Grey hates... Yeah, that's not really so. telling me anything. <laughs> that, that that says fuck all. <laughs> well, Grey didn't like something. Um, but he didn't really like the first one. Oh, there one, you go. You see, that, that's the, the, the big thing for me. For me, it was, you know, it was, mm. it's, it was a sad thing that, that I couldn't enjoy it as much mm. as I wanted to. Um, I, I do not enjoy disliking games. So, you know, and that, that, that's that. I'm, I'm, as usual, I'm happy other people are enjoying it. If, if you're playing it and loving mm. it, then I'm happy for you and, and, and envious of you. 
Yeah, I'm enjoying it a lot. Even the first level, uh, which was in inverted commas the linear tutorial, mm-hmm. I was delighted with how non-linear it was and how much it let me go off and find mm-hmm. little secret places. And I'm looking forward to exploring Carnica. Car- is that how you pronounce it? Carnica, I think. Carnica. Yeah. yeah. I've only just I've I've only just arrived there. Like I've spent about half an hour in Carnica, mm-hmm. so that's that's all I am into the it's game. One or two so. nice bits in, in in it. I mean, I say that from my perspective. From your perspective, you're probably going to adore it. Did you play as Corvo or Emily? Emily and I wish I'd played with Corvo. I played as I Emily, Emily. Emily. Yeah, I'm playing Corvo first. I played Emily first, and, and I was then... glad I did. Yeah, I hated her powers. Oh, yeah. I, I hated them. They, they. Well, hate's wow. a strong word. I was bored by her powers. I was totally on board with them. Like I played a little bit of both at a preview thing a couple of months back, and. I liked Emily's powers when I played them at preview. I liked them when I played them in the game. I was happy I went with Emily. I mean, I just I I remembered the announced trailer where she's using two like smoky black tendrils to like crawl up stuff, and I'm like that look like 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 she's like got powers like the darkness. Wait, she, wait, she can't do that in the actual game. No. Um, she get it's basically a her version of Corvo's blinking ability. Um, but with a kind of arc to it, and, and and you can you can use it to like grab a person and yank them towards you when you level it up. But once you've done it yeah. a couple of times, the novelty she... wears off. So she can't actually climb up walls, like in. She's oh. not doing all that cool oh. smoky um, darkness type Spe- shit that I wanted her to do. Speaking speaking of climbing up walls, there was a section in Watch Dogs Two, and I'm not sure if you guys have got to it where. There's a bit where you do some wall climbing, and I don't want to spoil any more than that, but it was an example of how nobody picks better licensed music for their uh, set pieces than Ubisoft. Holy fucking shit, <laughs> that bit with the car, the Knight Rider car, mm-hmm. hurtling down oh, the yeah. road with fucking Judas Priest's Turbo Lover blaring as fireworks go off all around you that that that's the mission of the year so far for me apart from the i think the titanfall time sequence the, one the entire quest line with that car i yeah. loved i loved yeah, it was fucking so good yeah. I'm your <laughs> See, I'm a, I'm a big Duran Duran fan, so the mission that's got Planet Earth playing, which also happens to be, be my favourite Duran Duran song, was just like, oh, yeah. it was the perfect conv- uh, convergence of stuff. I'm trying to remember what mission it was. Can you, like, say it without spoiling uh, things? It's or? where you acquire it. No, when you're getting it, remember. and um, you know it's all you know. This is Planet Earth. Oh yes, 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 yes. I yeah. fucking love that song. Yeah. I, I love that, that song. But there's a there's a bit later where they use a prodigy song, mm-hmm. and uh, it just I can't spoil it because it's such a big kind of spoilery thing. But it's so perfectly matching the music and the action that goes with it, and I, it's worth playing through the story just to get to that moment. So yeah, sorry, I interrupted. Oh no, no, it's fine. We've had a nice podcast. Two fifty comments. Yeah, we've had a nice little chit chat and whatnot. Uh, do we want? Do we want to, want to talk about a couple of the little newsy bits we had this week before we uh, wrap up? Yeah, don't see yeah, why not. Why on. not? Let's do a couple of newsy bits. So, yeah. what? Um, there's a news story about me that just went up. Oh, what news story about oh, you yeah. just went up? 
Omen World News. Apparently it's some um, uh, some website that like like a fake news website, but it's all about occult stuff. <laughs> all right, I thought I thought you said oh man. Oh no no oh man. It's it's all like, like occult, devil worshipy, monstrousy things. And it's Jimquisition presenter Jim nice. Sterling loses his hand after running with possessed Boglin. <laughs> and there's a really fun little Photoshop of me having a knife fight with a Boglin on my hand. <laughs> Oh, yeah, don't think we didn't see that boggling with the fucking pocket oh, pussy shoved up. I, I, I have, how I dare have my you, Gavin? That was not a but... pocket pussy. That was a premium flashlight, okay? I, I, I am well aware that that happened because I tweeted about it. I was like, let's get equal representation for boggling pussy. Yeah. I, I did not that was away. So is that is that like a legit flashlight that's modeled after some particular porn I, it's star? Not one, it's not like a Stoya Destroyer or anything. It's just the, the regular flashlight. That's the actual name of the, the, the Stoya flashlight is the Stoya Destroyer. Um, this this was just a... It's just the generic brand flash, uh, flashlight, uh, which has been used as a prop more than once on the Jimquisition in various things. It's it, it, I've gotten my money back on that investment. And it is a prop investment. I've not fucked it. I may have. Um, but I, I it, the idea just occurred to me that morning that I was filming. I was like, you know what? I could probably fish that flashlight out from wherever it landed when I threw it on the last episode I, I used it and <laughs> uh, shove it up a boggling. And it fits so well. It fits so perfectly. It was amazing. It's almost like Boglins and Fleshlights were made to be together. Boglins and Fleshlights, the winner's choice. So, news. Um, this week yes. we had some bits, of, bits and bobs of news. Mass Effect Andromeda, the ship in that, gonna have no loading times. That That's a positive. Oh, nice. Not much to say about it, but I'm happy to hear it. Mm. Uh, we got... Yeah, the Normandy and Mass Effect 2 had, like... Like sixty second loading yeah. screens between the rooms. Exactly, in the ship. I like the idea of no loading time so that I can just run around and like flirt with everyone on the ship very quickly. That's that's, that's all I want to do. The game. Yeah, uh, you know those Resident Evil movies that aren't very much like the Resident Evil games, but they're quite popular still. The mm. director of those is making a Monster Hunter movie. Yeah, it, it's going right. to gonna be about the Rathalos from Monster Hunter invading the, the our, our Earth, and we have to fight oh, it off no. using our technology. What? I heard they were doing the movie. I didn't realise they were going to do a Super Mario Brothers with yeah, it. Only it's... the other way around. No, that's this is what they're doing with it. What? It's going to be. No. It's going to be like the Fuck plot off. of. Um, Weirdly, the thing I went to compare it to is it's like the plot of Yu-Gi-Oh! The Movie, where it's like, oh, all of the magical things from that that game come over to the world and they're real and you got to fight them off somehow. Oh, so. God. The only, way, the only way this could be worse now is if the, the plot synopsis then ends with, and it's up to Adam Sandler and the rest of the arcaders from Pixels to fight them off. <laughs> Thankfully, not officially announced yet, but I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't put it past them. Listen, make um, it part of the Pixels verse. Yeah, make it part of the Pixels verse. So the other. There's a Pixels verse. Not oh. yet, but I. Mm, I wouldn't. There will be. Yeah, there, there will be. I'd rather there be a Pixels hearse. Oh. <laughs> Very well done, Cav. That was capital. <laughs> I liked that. Right. So, other news we had. Uh, I'm not going to say any of what the spoilers are, but Final Fantasy 15 apparently broke street date by like a week and a half, and 
a bunch of people are leaking that game left, right, and center. So this is yeah. this is your warning. If you want to go into that game unspoiled, be very careful. Spoilers are around. There's a um, mind, spoiler. Mind one of one of the characters is a, a whiny, cocky, annoying <laughs> guy with a big sword who learns life lessons along the way and becomes a little bit less cocky. Um, Gavin, we're we're more talking Probably like. True. There are people who have a complaint about the final boss in that game that is an interesting one to find out about if you want to laugh at Square Enix, but people are people are leaking things about that game, so... Uh, big Let careful. me guess, it has big boobs. Uh, Something about boobs. Not, not in, Everyone's annoyed about this boobs. Is, that's not what they're, uh, they're annoyed about, no. It's got a vagina and it's the exact same one from Watch Dogs 2. If... It's if, the exact same one from Jim's if Boglin. Only, if only that was the ending of Final Fantasy XV that people were getting upset about. Yeah, that'd be um, game of the eaten. year from me. All four protagonists get eaten by a big giant Boglin <laughs> I'm looking forward to Final Fantasy XV, but since I'm blacklisted by the Japanese side of Square Enix, which is funny because that's the side I shit on less, um, I'm obviously... Final Fantasy's Final Fantasy. Oh! I'm, um, um, oh. I'll be buying it, and, and I'm like, fuck, like, when you buy an RPG like that, to review, like, oh, the, I'm not looking forward to the, the, the task of that. Yeah. I've got Pokemon really I need hard, to get through, it? for fuck's sake. So, uh, I have a fun story for you, Jim, about blacklisting. Uh, apparently, I've now finally been blacklisted by Nintendo, according to people I've been talking to, so... Because mm. uh, of your yeah, Switch reveals. Yeah, because I keep reveals. talking about the Switch. Yeah? Apparently, they're nice. a bit, apparently yeah. they'd be a bit pissed off with me, so... Uh, <laughs> Welcome to the club. Like, I, I'm... I think I'm blacklisted by them. Like, I have people I know at Nintendo who try and get me stuff and they still can't get me stuff. Mm-hmm. I, and they've I, claimed time and time yeah. again that, that they still like me and they're not blacklisting me. I can't get anything out of them for love nor money. So, welcome to the club. Hooray! Can, can anyone? I've had review code out of them before. I've reviewed stuff for them for, like, magazines yeah. and shit, but apparently, like, nope, they're, they're not happy with me. No sorry. Um, how dare you do your job as a reporter? How, you how, shouldn't be how reporting dare, on things. How dare I report on things? Your job is to help publishers keep their secrets. Yeah, exactly. Oh god, <laughs> I'm I'm burning out hard at the moment. I need to stop doing leak stuff because it's it's emotionally draining doing the whole like waiting for official confirmation thing because there's so yeah. many so many things Again, about it that gets tiring. I, I ain't g- got no credibility in the industry left. I'll I, do I, it. I, I could give you some stuff to leak, Jim. It's cool. Um, I'd find that just hilarious. Just send, send Jim the leaks and then like uh, take half the money from the clicks. Uh, well, yeah, all those clicks you get money all for, those Jim. Clicks. Yeah, uh, it's what I take half of your Patreon paycheck. Thanks. Okay. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> um, so news we had: Ubisoft wants to stop making linear narratives. Apparently, they don't want yeah. to tell one story; they want to tell what? thousands. Oh no! What 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 do you think of this? Game devs, please. I like linear stories. I do as well. Can we keep more Mm. linear stories? I don't like branching stories. (laughs) Yeah, I think they're just. There's a reason why, like stories, like like why they teach you in school that stories typically, not all the time. It's not a hard rule, but typically, successful stories have what we call a beginning, a middle, and an end, because Mm. it's a good structure. Linearity is good. That's why Half-Life 2 is still one of the most beloved games of all time. Because, yeah, it's a linear... It's, you know, it's, its story is on rails. But you are taken on a journey. A fucking journey. And that's what makes it memorable. Everything happening at mm-hmm. once in all, all over the place 
It's hard to remember anything about your story. I might have to... I once did a Jimquisition years ago about linearity and how that's... It's been given an unfair stigma. I might need to uh, redo it because that's not... I don't like the sound of that. That Talking about linear like it's a bad thing is such mm. a... People harmful can, thing to You know narrative. what this most makes me worried People. about? It makes me worried about Beyond Good and Evil. <laughs> I want that to be a linear game, please. People see linear as a bad word because for the longest time it meant corridor shooter. Yeah, that's true. And that, I think you know, the stigma... And, and for narratives like... Uh, for me personally, I prefer linear narratives. I do. I know, I know some people don't and that's perfectly fine. I mean, again, let's remember like what some of the most successful games commercially not just commercially but but creatively and and, and critically have been mm. over like the past just the past and two generations your, your bioshock doom we were talking about doom just a, a, earlier a fantastically successful game um you know mm. e- even something like dishonored and dishonored 2 the gameplay might have a lot of choice but the story is very linear and mm. and and that that's a good thing it's a good thing. And it's so much easier to fuck up a non-linear story. Yeah. If you look at, like, you, the, the two that are famous for it is Fallout 4 and Mass Effect 3, you know, and just neither of those non-linear stories were really able to tie up their loose ends very well. It's you know? a tough thing to New do. New Vegas did a pretty good job of it. I mean, here's the thing as well. It's like vi- the video game industry, especially the AAA video game industry, have demonstrated they often have a hard time just writing one coherent good story, let alone dozens at once. It's like, maybe mm. stick to what you're actually good at uh, and, and, and try and just tell a story before you... Like, like learn to walk before you can run. Um, there are some developers that can make excellent non-linear stories, and I don't think every story should be linear. But the, when Ubisoft said this kind of stuff about open worlds as well. Ubisoft's approach to stuff is... We need all of our games to be this thing. Let like fuck variety. Now every game's an open world game. Fuck variety. Now every game's non-linear. It's like no, no, no. Fucking do different things yeah. and have your developers like play to the the things they're good at. Uh, it, it it really bothers me. But in some other Ubisoft, like picking licensed music. Yes. Um, <laughs> Some other Ubisoft news, I saw this actually on the unofficial Jim Sterling subreddit, is uh, Ubisoft have recently come out and said they do not want to sell DLC anymore that oh, is, is, is crucial to the enjoyment of the game. Yeah, yeah, they don't want to sell maps, they don't want to sell, like I guess, story content, they want to rather stick to the, um, the aesthetic, uh, and the, the that, easily ignorable stuff. That sounds like a very pro-consumer move. It does on paper. Yeah, um, on on paper, uh, that's a good thing. Yeah, a it's Ubisoft mm. who have a, a, a history of what I would consider lying, and b uh, it does all. It could, to a cynic, sound like they're just paving the way to help further normalize microtransactions in premium games because it's like, well, we're not going to sell you the maps, but mm. you know, yeah. ninety nine dollars here and there. Um, so, and, and Ubisoft, of course, are very, very big fans of microtransactions. So, it's 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 something that I like the concept of, but I am waiting with um, bated breath to use that term correctly uh, to see how they actually pull it off and whether the, they stick to it. The watch, the Watchdogs Day One DLC was surprisingly sparse. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And far. I bought I bought one 
fuck you, it's for my music mm-hmm. video. Well, I don't have to explain I myself. think they made up for that <laughs> by um, having a ridiculous season pass full of so much fucking content, including difficulty levels, um, as well as not quite as bad as the first Watch Dogs, but still pretty bad, collect like, mass of different special editions. Did, um... Did No Man's Sky have a season's pass, actually? No, I don't think, no think it had any DLC, I did it? Hope not. No Man's Sky had no season pass, no DLC, I don't think. Phew, can you imagine if they had yeah. sold a season Here's pass? Here's the thing with No Man's Jesus. Sky. If ever you want to ask the question, did No Man's Sky have, the answer's always no, because No Man's Sky has nothing. A point? Yeah, nothing. That's debatable, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still the best thing to have come out of No Man's Sky was that video. Absolutely. So yeah, so yeah. there we go. That that's cool. that's that anyway. Yeah. And I also heard that there's uh, the next Assassin's Creed game is gonna be a soft reboot and that they're finishing the future storyline in the uh comics. I... Which if 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 goes to my tastes, will mean that the entire series will now be set in the past. I would really like it if that was the case. I'd be on yeah. board with that. That'd be cool as fuck. Uh, yeah, so what was the... Oh, there's one more thing on the topic list of news this week. So this is a kind of interesting thing. So the Game Awards are happening soon, and I think this is a new category this year. They've got a category for best fan game. And two of the games that were up for awards were Pokemon uh, were Nintendo fan games. One of them was like a Metroid fan game, I think, and one was Pokemon Uranium. And they very quickly disappeared from the list of nominees for best fan game, seemingly because wow. Nintendo contacted the Game Awards and said, "No, you are not allowed to award these things that stole our IP best fan game." Nintendo stop being dicks. Yeah. Now so has this been so I, I've just got to point out to like, um, Is this still an allegedly situation? This is still an allegedly This is we, okay. it, It's still a case of Who else is going to have had them pulled? Right, yeah it, It's the two Nintendo games that I were just want to be nomin- careful Yes, it is We don't know for certain This is not official But there were two Nintendo games In the list of nominees And then they both Mysteriously, at the exact same time, got removed from the list of nominees. Yeah. And this is something I'm going to have would, to who would look. It be, who would it be besides Nintendo who would have asked them to get rid of it? Well, yeah. Obama. <laughs> um, no, it's like, Trump. Now. I feel Thanks, like that's Trump. a very safe assumption to make that Nintendo told them to take them it's off a, the yeah. list. I just wanted to make sure that because you know I've got to keep my bases covered. Yeah. I, I one one lawsuit at a time. <laughs> um, yeah, I my my problem with this is less Nintendo, although I obviously have issues with Nintendo doing it. But with copyright and trademark law, again, like that shit needs updating. We we don't live in the era when those laws were written. That shit needs updating, and and then you know stuff like this could could have some more freedom. Um, that that's where I'm at with this. I need to look into this story have, more thoroughly. But but my do, my do they have um, 
an award for best mod because I if they're going down that roost kind of the fan route, I think that would be a really nice category for that them would to be. Add I don't best, I don't like, believe mods. they have one, but it would be a nice category to have. Yeah. But uh, yeah, because some of the people who work on the Nexus like they create just wonderful, wonderful. Oh things. god, frighteningly talented people. Yeah, talented and skillful. Yeah, I mean either way, like Konami's uh, Konami. That was me just. Speaking instinctively. Either way, Nintendo. <laughs> that was a Freudian yeah. slip there. <laughs> uh, Nintendo is has just been a fuck dump about so many things lately. I yeah. think my next Inquisition is going to be about them, um, specifically the NES Classic and their, uh, their bullshit with that. It's too difficult to manufacture one board and put it in a plastic box. Yeah, bullshit. Yeah, they can ship things when they want to. They they can indeed, but no. That said, if they make a Super Nintendo one with the link to the past on it, I'm so bad. That's if you can, if they don't manufacture yeah, artificial st- scarcity. There were, yeah. uh, on, on launch day, my local Target, and Target, you know, pretty damn big retail outlet, got three of them. Three. And then the poor fuckers working there spent the rest of the day dealing with angry customers. That's the Do bit you think that pisses me off more than anything. They underestimated the demand. No, they or... they deliberately underestimated the demand. Mm. This is this has been Nintendo's mo for years. They they it's it's what we call manufactured scarcity. At this point in time, if they are accidentally doing this, if it's an accidental underestimation, they are fucking stupid. Nintendo but is, is that fucking a sound business strategy. Well, it's what it, I'm trying to think well, how that works. It has worked in the wise. past. What you do is you make your initial wave shipment um, drastically low. You make this something that gets reviewed well, that people are talking about positively, but that everyone is saying, I want to buy the thing but can't. Then yeah. you do your next you turn wave. Into, uh... Yeah, you make your scarcity and then you do your next wave and you put up like pre orders on Amazon or whatever, and everyone goes, Oh shit, they're suddenly up on Amazon. I'd better get one now while they're here. Rush, 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 rush. And rush. everyone yeah. rushes to buy one, and you get people who might have maybe bought them as an impulse buy seeing, Oh, they're live right now, I'll buy one because they were scarce a minute ago. And that's it's basically, the thinking, you know. It's 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 rearranging the game so that your product becomes a hot ticket item mm. out of nothing. You manufacture sort of your like own... the way Facebook made it so that you had to be invited. Yes, yes, it makes you feel like it makes your product look more exclusive, look more desirable. They did this with Amiibo. It, mm. it was at a point where it's like, you know, you'd see a, a a rare Amiibo in a store and you'd think, well, this is a special thing. And it's only special because Nintendo like sent one or two to stores. Mm. It's it's horseshit. It's 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 disgusting. Disgusting. Oh. <coughs> Absolutely grotesque. And, and 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 the bit that pisses me off more than anything is what it does to the poor fuckers working retail. Yeah. Well, why haven't you Just got so it in Nintendo stock? It's can... out now, though. Why haven't you got it? Oh, you're still yeah. shit. Ugh. Honestly, like you know, I I know people that work retail, and they have to deal with this when Nintendo does this to them. And just so that Nintendo can have its nice little news stories in the the press about how, you know, how quickly their fucking system, how sold ludicrously out expensive shit. it is now on eBay because everyone's after it. Yeah. How popular it looks because you know the bit that you see in the news story isn't they only sent three to each retailer. It's they sold out immediately. 
Look how popular it is. Yeah. Doesn't matter that there's you know barely any, and they made ten million copies of fucking Pokemon Sun and Moon. When they want to, they'll fucking make stuff. Yeah, but here's the thing that I'm gonna make an exclusive album and like make three copies and sell it to my family and be like, it completely hey, hey, sold you, out. And by the way, you you got beaten to the punch on that one. Uh, was it the Wu Tang Clan that made an album that w- they sold one copy of? And they were yep. like, yep, you signed a thing when you buy it that you will never share it on the internet. And then Dick Features cock, got it. Cockface McGee bag fucking yeah. yeah. But oh, speaking I, of I, cool things in Watch Dogs 2. I just got to quickly point out because some people are going to say it. The limited edition pins that the Jimquisition store sold, right? We didn't know 500 of them would sell out that quick. That was a genuine underestimation of the market, yeah. and we are reprinting them as quick as possible. I did, what I did did was not full scarcity like Nintendo before anyone well, tries to... Because people have tried to draw those comparisons. The difference is, your little pin badges are not the Nintendo Entertainment System. No, no, they're not the Nintendo fucking Entertainment System, and no poor person at Target or Walmart or, or Best Buy is going to get harassed because they don't have it in stock. Um, Sorry. Speaking of cockface McGee bag, Martin Shkreli. Martin Skrillex. Did you guys play the mission in yeah. Watch Dogs Two, where you fuck yeah, him of and like, donate all his money to like yeah. charities? Yeah. I just <laughs> love him awesome. protesting. Just I'm a good guy. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. Oh, there's gosh. a couple of bits in that, like like there's some good satire. We talked about it a little bit last week about how you know some of Watch Dogs Two is going to get dated very quick, but there's some oh, yeah, real on the nose stuff there that's good. The Tom Cruise esque character was uh, was nice as well. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. This kind of amalgamation of of Tom Cruise and David Hasselhoff and a bunch of eighties guys. Yeah, a little Steven Seagal I felt in there as well. Yeah. Good game. Good yeah, stuff. Good game. Oh, is that a good place for us to wrap up for this week? I think we do. I yeah. think we're all feeling yeah. a bit a bit, a bit sleepy. I think. Yeah. I, I, I want to go back to Karnaka. Karna- yeah, and I got. Uh, I was almost going to say what Pokemon it is. I won't spoil it, but I got a, a certain little birdie to uh, train up. Um, yeah, so that'll do. Now, so, while I was looking at the vagina comments, someone had a go at me for um, complaining about how no one listens to Fist Shark Marketing, but I don't promote it anywhere. Um, I'm, I'm a terrible self-promoter. That's why I always end this podcast with just a, a bit of a, ah, oh, thanks, Google you know Jim, all about whatever. my stuff. Yeah, I don't like, I, I don't like promoting my own stuff. Like much, it's you know I'll I'll tweet links on Twitter and all this stuff, but I, I I'm not a, a I'm not a good salesman. I'm I, I was terrible in my old telesales job, and I'm a bad businessman. I'm 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 a creator, not a a, a seller. Um, but yeah, I'll just say it. But because I'm very proud of it, Fist Shark Marketing is a an improv comedy podcast that I do with Conrad Zimmerman, who uh, I work with on uh, the Spin-Off Doctors, uh, which is another Jimquisition podcast. Um, you can get it on uh, iTunes. Look for Fist Shark Marketing. That's fist like a punch and shark like a row uh, marketing. And you can get it on fistshark.com. It's, uh, Laura's been in an episode. It's um, Oh, yeah, we, it, we, made, a... we made Gerard Way uh, record an album out of an arsehole. <laughs> Yes, it's set in a fictional marketing firm uh, and you can really sort of pick it up at any point and get it. There's a couple of running gags, but we, we try and make each one sort of fresh. Um, there are some running 
recurring references to actors like Dean Kane and Val Kilmer and whatnot. Um, but I'm very proud of it. Like, as I say, very few people listen to it. It's something we... Like, certainly, I, I make no money off it. There is a Patreon for it, but that all goes to Conrad. Um, I just do it for fun. Um, it's a little tiny, tiny little passion project of mine. Um, but I am intensely pleased with the jokes and the shit we do in it. So if you've never heard Fist Shark, um, it's on YouTube as well. Uh, if you look for Fist Shark Marketing on YouTube, you can listen to full episodes there. Um, check it out. It, it, I'm, I really do think it's good. Uh, it, it, I do, anyway. <laughs> so there we go. I'm, I'm trying to be a bit more proactive, a bit more promote of my work. So, And watch Boglin Watch on my YouTube channel. Okay. Are people cause... not watching the Boglins? Well, it's it is the least popular thing I do from a views perspective, but the the most loved by the people who watch it. Uh, and even if you don't like Boglins or don't get it, it's going somewhere. And 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 I think there's enough in it to where even if you don't like the the on paper premise, you should at least like the humor of what what it's doing. Um, and it's also another thing that I realise will never be all that popular. It's, you know, it'll never be as, as big as the Jimquisition or anything else that I do. Um, but I am intensely thrilled with it. Like, it's a distinct pleasure to make those videos. So it would be... Uh, I'd just love it if more people saw it. Um, and that's it. That, that's me, for once, selling myself. Um, but, Laura, uh, what wares would you like to peddle for us? Oh, that's the cold draft. Oh dear, that's Laura gone. Gavin, what wares would you like to pedal for us? All right. Well, I, we, if she doesn't come back, we'll have to wheel pedal her wares. Yeah. Um, but uh, as as for me, come follow me on Twitter at Miracle of Sound, and do come follow me because I say this every so often. But if all the acquisition listeners followed me and Laura, we'd like double our followers. So come and follow us. I promise I won't tweet about politics. <laughs> much <laughs> i just i just and, retweet uh, about politics now because i don't want to deal with it firsthand so i'll let someone else I, take the flack i just make dumb jokes about it yeah honestly and that still manages to enrage yeah. some people but you know that's their problem um and also come see my music on youtube miracle of sound my latest skyrim one which is a remake of an old one has been doing pretty good and if it's good enough for bethesda it's good enough for you <laughs> Okay, well, I really don't know if Laura's coming Laura, back. Laura, come back. Um, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna. Will we peddle her wares? I'll peddle her wares, uh, and if she yeah. comes back, you know, we can just say goodbye with her. Um, follow Laura, Laura K Buzz on Twitter. That's all one word, Laura K Buzz on Twitter. Um, she also has a Patreon, Laura K Buzz on Patreon. That pays the bills, uh, and she runs a website, Let's Play Video LPVG. Uh, which you can also follow on Twitter, um, where they really have been kicking tremendous amounts of ass in terms of news. Like when, when Laura talks about how uh, you know overstretched she is and how how worn thin she is by the work she's been doing. Like she's, she, it it's you can see why when you look at what they've been doing. Like they've been making like big leaks about Sony, big leaks about the Nintendo Switch. Right now, 
that site is the place to go for Nintendo Switch news. Uh, so do check that out. Uh, and I think that's about it. When when she's irritating the journals on the big sites, you know she's doing something, yes. something right. Absolutely. Um, so that's about <laughs> and it. And she's got a YouTube channel. Oh, too, yes. Laura's yes. YouTube. Uh, also, Laura K. Buzz on YouTube, if I'm correct. I believe so. She's she's Facebook messaging me now. I'm yeah. telling her that we're uh, we're peddling her wares. Yeah, we'll 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 get it sorted out. Um, Laura Kate, sorry, just just look up Laura Kate on YouTube and you will find her. And that's it. I think she came back online, so she may join the call just to say goodbye. Mm. Um, I don't know, uh, but no, she's, no, she's oh, Facebook messaging gotcha. us. She's, no worries. She said I may be back. Okay, I'm just going to wrap it up so I can you know catch yeah. my bird Pokemon and then pass out. Um, thank you all, all right. for listening. Um, have a you know good Thanksgiving and, and whatnot if you're into that. Uh, and we will see you next week. Goodbye. Oh, bye. Bye.